American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Back to Check the Locks presents True Crime for the short on time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your week been? You know, nothing too exciting is happening. It's been just an average week, but I'm excited to be here with you and uh, get through this short on time because, you know, I'm short on time. I am right there with you. I was going to say, I'm glad that you've had a good week, but I got stuff to do. It's late. I'm short on time. You're short on time. The listeners I know are short on time. They're like, stop talking, get to the case. So let's talk about it. This week is your week. What have you got for us? What are we going to be talking about today? Well, I kind of have us on a trend. You were in South Carolina. I'm coming from South Carolina this week as well. Um, But this is something that actually happened this month. In Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Did you, have you read about this or seen this anywhere? I think I might have saw some headlines about it, but I haven't had an opportunity to dive into it. I will say before we started doing this podcast, I was like reading everything. And now it's like, no, I've got to pick my one case for the week. I don't have time to look at anything else. So that's part of the reason I love these short on times because it's anything that I've missed. I get to catch up on the details and stuff like that. So I'm excited. What do you say? Should we just dive into it? Yeah, let's get started. Awesome. Natalie Martin was a vibrant 18-year-old who had just graduated from Philo High School in Duncan Falls, Ohio. A few years back, she began dating her classmate, Blake Linkus. The couple broke up earlier in the year prior to graduation but remained friends. The two and other friends went on a celebratory graduation trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The group went out to a club on the night of June 6, 2023. Natalie apparently was not feeling well and returned to their home early. Blake Linkus went back to their vacation home with Natalie. Two friends claimed that they returned back to the house around 10.45 p.m. 
and they recalled entering through the back door of the house because the front door was locked, and neither Natalie nor Blake answered the door. One of the friends remembers hearing three loud noises. He checked the common area and saw nothing in disarray. He tried to open the bedroom door where Blake and Natalie were sleeping, but it was locked and silent. The whole group was home and in bed by 7 a.m. Now, around 9 a.m. that same morning, friends state that Blake ran out of the bedroom frantic. He was bleeding and saying, Natalie's not waking up. 911 was notified and 18-year-old Natalie Martin was pronounced dead on the scene. Evidence and minimal court documents available showed that Natalie had died by manual strangulation. It appeared that she had been dead for hours prior to Blake notifying friends that she was not responsive. Blake Linkus apparently stayed in the same room with Natalie's deceased body for hours. He was immediately arrested and charged with the murder of Natalie. 18-year-old Blake Linkus is currently being held in the Horry County Jail in South Carolina without bond. Wow, that is crazy to think about. The idea that he strangled Natalie to death and then was just in the room with her for as long as he was. It makes me wonder if he was kind of formulating something because, you know, you said he had come out with blood on him and he's like, Natalie's not responsive. Natalie's not responsive. And I'm wondering if it was him trying to lay seeds or like, I don't know what happened, like developing whatever story he was going to tell. Yeah. Like I've just been asleep in there. Right. And you don't sleep strangle. I don't think is a real thing. You know what I mean? I don't think so. So yeah, it's definitely not looking good for him. Now, Blake was a high school football player and wrestler. The pair apparently dated for three years but had recently broken up in February before they graduated. Friends recall prior moments of aggression that Blake had towards Natalie. The cause of their breakup was due to Blake allegedly assaulting Natalie at his home in front of their friends. Now, no motive has been established for this murder. However, friends at the house claim that the night before they were arguing over Natalie texting another male. But to their knowledge, the pair had resolved the issue. As for the death of Natalie, her small rural community is in shock and disbelief. According to friends and family, Natalie lived her life to the fullest with joy, laughter, and love. She brought true happiness to all that knew her. She had a free, pure, and wild spirit with a contagious laugh, a personality out of this world that could bring anyone out of their darkest days. It's just so sad, and we've done cases like this before involving young people, and you just want to shake them and be like, This isn't the end of your life. And it definitely sounds like Blake may have some underlying anger issues. If you're assaulting someone, you know, if you're manually strangling someone to death, like there is definitely some issues there. But it makes you want to be able to grab them and just be like, you need help. Like, let's get you into therapy. This relationship is not the relationship that's going to define your entire life. But when you're that age... At least for me, I remember it was like everything that happened was like the biggest thing in the world. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, my high school boyfriend, I mean, there were times where it was just toxic. And, you know, I'm glad now that we can be cordial and acquaintances. But like you thought it was the end of the world when things were happening. Well, and it's just you don't know the world outside of the one that you live in. You know, Mm -hmm. you haven't had experiences that show you that these high school experiences are so small in comparison to things that the real world is going to throw at you. Right. And it's just so easy to get lost and like, this is the most important thing. This is the most intense relationship I will ever be in, you know? And it's, I feel like our 18 year old selves are so passionate about things that really, they just don't matter. Yeah. Well, it's because you watch movies and TV shows and, you know, When you're 16 and you're watching One Tree Hill, how can you not be like, oh, my God, like this is the most passionate I have ever been in my entire life, you know? Right. 
And especially if you have some kind of underlying issues or mental health problems or something like that. And then you put that on top of it, you know, and it's like now you're 18 years old and you've just messed up your entire life. Yeah. And there's some some of the articles I was reading. There's some comments about friends that are like, we don't understand what happened. Like, he's better than that. Where did this go wrong? You know, I think even the friends and families are really confused and shocked by like, why? What happened? Yeah, you know, and it could be something where he snapped in that moment. But that's the thing, man, is it only takes you snapping that one time, you know, and then the entire course of your life is altered, you know. And again, I feel like I talk about this every episode, but thinking about my kid, man, it's like this is the kind of stuff that I worry about as a parent. My daughter getting involved with somebody who has some kind of anger issues or, you know what I mean? And I talk to my wife about it all the time. But it's like, you know, all I want to do is raise her so that she knows what her worth is. And is comfortable being able to say, like, I'm worth more than this. I don't deserve to be treated in certain ways. Like, that's my greatest hope as a parent is just being like, you have enough self-respect to say, I deserve to be treated better than this. And that prevents her from entering into those kind of relationships, which I know it's a long shot because, again, as a teenager, everything is dramatic and everything is the end of the world. But it's just it's scary out there, man. These kids are they're just exposed to too much these days. But I just don't feel like when we were younger, we had that exposure to all of the bad things that are happening. I don't know. I just feel like everything is just so at our hands on our cell phones that I don't know. But why? You know? And I will say that there is a case to be made that maybe people are more desensitized today than they were when we were kids because we didn't have smartphones and terrible things kind of coming into the palm of our hand nonstop. But then I'm also like, do you remember Walk to Remember? I was just thinking we were talking about the most passionate things and you said One Tree Hill. I was like, a walk to remember. That was the most passionate. Everybody wanted to love like that. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, I hope I fall in love with a girl who has cancer and then I have to go watch her sing at church and she melts my heart and gets to my gooey center. And, you know, then I learn a life lesson from that relationship. You know what I mean? I remember watching that movie with my high school girlfriend and her just like crying all the way through the movie. Those are teenagers in their, well, you know, they're probably in their thirties, but they're supposed to be teenagers. Teenagers, in that movie. Yeah. I think there's always been the element of the over dramatic in that age, but you know, it could be. We are just desensitized to violence. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just a it's a scary thing to to think about somebody throwing their life away like that. Somebody loses a life. You know, here's this beautiful young lady who probably has so much to give to the world and probably had a super bright future in front of her. Mm-hmm. And it's all cut down over a couple of texts to another high school guy. Yep. Now, Blake is going to be in jail forever. You know what I mean? It's just it's a life lost, a life ruined. And it, it just comes out sad all the way around. Yeah. So this one's nothing too wild, but where do you stand right now in the deadbolt test? I mean, for me, this is coming in at a three. You know, I am well out of that. I'm an old man now. You are old. Thank you. If you would have asked me when I was like 17, I'd be like, this is terrifying. But it's a three for me. The only reason it's even a three, I think, is just, you know, thinking about 13 years down the line when my daughter's like, this is my boyfriend, Chad. And I'm like, oh, no. You know what I mean? (laughs) But what about you? Where does this fall on your deadbolt test? Yeah, this one's not so scary. I'm going to put it, I'll do the same about a three. Um, But I just, I feel like we need to draw some sort of attention to what is happening with our young people these days. And 
there's so many more resources and people are more open about their feelings and stuff nowadays that I just don't understand. If you love her, let her go. If you love her, don't kill her, you know? So I don't know. Well, I also think that's part of the problem is that when you are that age, you don't really know what love is. Like when I think, when I go back and think about like my high school relationships, it wasn't love. It was a lot of other things. It was like validation and feeling like, you know, somebody wanted to be affectionate towards you and things like that. But it, what, it wasn't love. I don't think you learn what love is until you're an adult. And to me, love is being a team. Like some days suck, but when you're a team, it's like, I see that you're struggling. I love you. And I'm going to carry the slack. Yeah. And you're working together towards something. And it's not just like, I love you. Like, why did you write me a note after math class? I love you so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, right, right. So, and that's, you know, the other thing too, it's like we talk about the negative stuff that's coming in and like how quickly you have access to that. But to your point, like you can go to therapy on your cell phone. You can pull up daily meditations on your cell phone. So it's just like, we need to get those resources into the hands of people who need them. And I think that's like the larger scale problem. Right. Well, that is where we fall in the deadbolt test for this week. Olivia and I are both putting this at a three, but we want to know where does the high school sweetheart killer fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, hey, come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. We're in there hanging out every day, and it would be a pleasure to get to hang out with you. And if you want to financially support the show, you like what we do, you want to toss us a couple bucks every month, you can support us by joining our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks to get signed up today. All sorts of cool stuff. We got exclusive stickers, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all things that you can only get for being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes early and ad free. So if you love the show, but you hate commercials, that's the best way to get it. And if you can't financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening, hanging out with us every week, sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that's you, you're letting people know about what we do. You're bringing your friends, people you care about into this strange little community. Just know that we appreciate you more than we could ever tell you. So thank you so much. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case, but until then, don't forget to Check the Locks. See you next week. Adios. Bonus Aries. (laughs) 